What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, August 18th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. And if you're scared, go buy a goddamn dog. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. What's up, guys? And the good Reverend K. Fids. You came out guns blazing with the buy a dog, man. I, that I've been it's... tweeting it all week. I love it. People are, people are loving it. I love I like it. it. Bringing back 2012. Yeah. Meme talk. <laughs> Love yep. it. Let's go. I just need one of those big dog shirts from the 90s. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. that would really complete the Probably outfit. in your closet next to your Big Johnson t-shirts. Yep, and the co-ed naked sports. Just one. like an uh-huh. air air paint uh-huh. or brush painted. Mitch, uh, you, you know. probably have no idea what any of these brands are. That's awesome. That's the fourth member of our crew, new guy, a.k.a. NASCAR Mitch. What is up? The socks are back, baby. Oh, I, I love that's an official oh. proclamation right oh, there. Yeah. yeah, I love it. He's that excited um, talking about NASCAR. That's that's I mean, that's that's an organic. So that's pretty much how this show is going to go. The White Sox have. I'm so hesitant to say this. The White Sox are on a hot streak. We'll put it that way. We're going to get into, you know, we're going to dissect that a little bit. Uh, a lot of baseball going on in Chicago still. It's it's actually a really fun time right now to be. Well, a Southside fan. I mean, you guys got good prospects. Yeah. Cubs are 15 side. and 10 in the last 27. There you go. Let's 25. ride. Better than the Yankees. They won. So, I mean, a, a lot of teams game. are better than the Yankees. Gallo curse yeah. is real. Yep. Uh, all that and God only knows what else, but let's tap this keg. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Micro, SportsMicro.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, so you will be the first to notify when the White Sox win the division. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com, and also uh, brought to you by us. We put a lot of time and effort into this show, ladies and gentlemen. We have merch links. We have donation links, which a lot of you have already very generously donated. Um, and also, if you don't want to throw up some loot, it's as simple as just hitting the like and subscribe button on YouTube. All of like a half a second. And it goes a long way for us. Do it for Mitch. Just do it yeah, for Mitch, Mitch, guys. Look at I me. Mean, look at that guy. He's handsome. Do it for Mitch. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, I think we just got to start with the big story. Yeah, <laughs> the good Zoom. All that's production. Yeah, he, all knows what boosts the ratings here. Yeah, that's what the people want. <laughs> we should um, do that. We should do that look where it's just us in the little corners and then Mitch on the big screen. The big. It's so it's like Mitch and the the pinwheelettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a Mitch. We have a Mitch in the chat. Yeah, we have a Mitch on from Facebook. Oh, there you go. 
He's got a Mitch's Island profile picture. Holy smokes. Mitch, NASCAR, I don't Mitch, like you that. He's, yeah, you he's cheapening my brand. Up. I know. This is not good. We got a handsome <laughs> Mitch in the chat. Handsome Mitch. Yep. Uh, Mitch Hex Lions, you now have a new nickname on the show. If you ever come back and watch and comment, you are now known as Handsome Mitch. That's official. That's how nicknames fly around here, folks. Yep. Fast and loose. Mitch talked about NASCAR once. He's been NASCAR <laughs> Mitch for <laughs> three months. <laughs> that guy, Mailman Jack, is also in the chat. So, yep. Really, it's. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the big story. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Handsome Mitch. We're getting right into it, but I like it. Um, <laughs> that's a, a Ryan Reynolds line from uh, that movie, Waiting. When she's like, I just want something with a warm pink center. And he goes, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, the big story, though, right out of the gate, the White Sox on a five-game winning streak uh, getting, I don't want to say hot. They're still not putting up a ton of offense, but they're winning games. I'll tell you the difference between it. I know, I've, been, Mitch? I've been to a lot of Sox games this year, and most of the time you're leaving disappointed. And even games you win, you know, there's a lot to be desired. Saturday night is the first one I went to where I left like, okay, they made a turning point. For the first time all season, these guys were running hard out of the box. They're going first to third. Gavin Sheets is stretching singles into doubles. And that play by Jose Abreu in the seventh inning. Yes. The oldest guy in the team. They, 100 years. Center field. And he's not the fastest either. You know, the ball's a tag up on that play. Yeah, no, I mean. Grandal. Yeah. But the fact that he's out there making plays, if you're on the White Sox and you're watching this and you're like, our oldest guy out here is busting his ass to try and tag up and get the winning run and scoring position, then if you're not mm -hmm. hustling, that sends a message. And we talk about guys needing to step up and we need a leader on the team. That's it right there. That was a tone setter. And ever since then, they're playing with a lot more energy. They're playing with a lot more life. I think I heard something about a meeting they had I was just going to say, so all this like, Mitch is coming out, firing about Mitch, I'm loving the energy about it. So all this that Mitch, I'm going to have to just like, we got to like down boy. Um, <laughs> so all this came out and as of today, Wednesday, the 17th, we got from ESPN radio, Liam Hendricks went on and did an interview and they just talked about that. I mean, that's been a thing all season with this team. I've said it numerous times on the show, Mitch, you brought it up. I think at one point we've all brought the 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 quick TV shots to the dugout looked like a funeral home at points during this season. And we've just been waiting, like, what's going to happen? Like, this team needs to get going. Like, they look like they don't give a shit. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then Liam Hendricks set, goes on ESPN 1000 and does an interview and says that the leaders of this team and Tony, not all the coaches, just Tony, had – uh, he called it a leadership meeting. And they asked him in the interview, they said, what's the difference between a leadership meeting and a team meeting? And Liam right away is like, yeah, not the whole team, just like eight guys. <laughs> and I, I'm, I've been this thinking about it. Veterans. Since, yeah, I've been thinking about it since then. I'm trying to think of who the eight guys are. I got to think it's Liam, Lucas, Abreu, Johnny, think. Cueto. That's Grandal. four. Abre Grandal. Did I say Abreu already? Yeah, yeah. Grandal right, for sure. So that's five. Did Josh, Harris. Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison. So yeah. that's six. Lance Lynn, seven. Agent no, Joe Kelly. No. It's I got didn't. no. I wouldn't count Maybe. Joe Kelly's got Maybe a Joe, Yeah, yeah no, that's he's true. been there and he's very vocal. That's true. Joe AJ, Kelly. Yeah. TA's not dead. He's in the dugout every game. So he could have he's easily probably been there, at that man. meeting. He's got to be at that meeting. Obviously, Johnny Cueto's translator. Yeah, Johnny Cueto. Yeah. So, so they had this meeting and he said it wasn't like. Um, like an attack Tony meeting, but they were able to air some grievances. 
talk about things that they didn't think were going the right way. And just, he said, part of it was just the fire and like getting this team going. And I don't know when exactly that meeting happened, but for me, I know Mitch, you said the play from Abreu in the seventh inning on Saturday is kind of your like launch point for this whole thing. I mean, how, well, even earlier than that, though, like the I Johnny said, like, Cueto start. well, yes, but like the game after, yeah, against Houston was good, but like, the, the one game against Detroit, and I get it was just Detroit, like, you know, but you got to win all of them. Got to win point. all of them. Look at Cleveland. But like right I said, they, they, were, they were busting their ass out of the box from the get go. And Lucas Giolito got knocked around early and they battled back. Lucas battled back and ended up having a nice start. That, like the fight they showed that game and the energy throughout the whole thing, like that to me was like the first time all year. I'm like, okay, everyone top to bottom looks like yep. they give a damn. Even AJ Pollock, it was a ground out middle of the game and he was running hard to first base, which like yes. you never see early in the year. And so like that was like it was a noticeable difference from the crap we've seen all year. And since then, you know, that eighth inning comeback they had, they're showing a lot of fight now, which you'd like yes. to see. And I keep referencing the Johnny Cueto start. Johnny Cueto has been such an amazing free agent signing that literally fell into Han's lap this season. I forgot too. Herb Lawrence brought it up. I completely didn't even think about how he had a relationship with Ethan Katz. Yeah, they were together in San Francisco, and he has been an absolute machine for this team. As a guy that basically every other team had a shot at signing, and the White Sox just were like, "All right, Lance Lynn's hurt. Let's. I mean, might as well." And it turned out to be this guy that not only is just eating innings for this team consistently. But he comes out and he says, yeah, we need a little bit more fire. Goes out, throws eight great innings against the Astros. Like, did a whole, like, fire-up motion. And then through his translator, as Fitz mentioned, after that game, said, fuck it, let's compete. And that's become, like, the rally cry now for yeah. White Sox fans. It's like, fuck it, let's compete. And I love that. That's well, yeah, I, I mean, it goes back to his previous start, that, lo- that brutal loss in Kansas City, where after the game, that was the original quote that, like, set things off. That was the only reason, or I guess that's what spurred on the leadership meeting mm-hmm. when he, when the translator goes like, yeah, we have to show that we have uh fire mm-hmm. if we have any left or if we have any. And then, you know, Tony Ruth the next day was like, oh, that was surprising. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. And they did. And yeah, the, I think hey, that's when the meeting was, I think that lines yeah, up. It was right yeah. after. Yeah. Didn't Tony um, say something like, like, uh, that's, that's inter or that's in house or no, what did he say? Even in the family, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's a vet manager move for sure. That's a clubhouse. It's supposed to be the inner sanctum. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, going back, that, that, that's what Quato, well, that's what Johnny Quato's been like all season long. He's again, huh? Kevin's said it all along. He's been on wing teams. He knows how to win. He knows what a winning culture is. He can see it in guys around yes. the field. Like, hey, guys, we're not, <laughs> we're right. not trying and all the time. Let's get it going here. I think Liam Hendricks said he alluded to this in that interview that like a lot of guys had had a similar message, but coming from Johnny Cueto, 14 year vet has a ring, like it hit different. And all yeah. of a sudden, like for some reason, whatever they, it sunk in. Cueto has the opportunity right now to be like an absolute legend on five different teams. Yep. Oh, which yeah. is unheard of. Yeah. Like that's like Kansas city, San Francisco, possibly the white Sox. Where else did he pitch? Cincinnati. And I'm missing one, but like Kansas city. Can't, I said can't say, oh, yeah. My bad. Can't but yeah. he's he's just always been that dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even listen, before this is, this is what he said too, by the way, through the translator. But you know, fuck it, let's let's keep competing. But you know, fuck keep it, competing. Let's, let's keep competing. You know, fuck it, let's keep competing. That's that is what he brings to the table 
as an experienced veteran who has played postseason baseball and pitched in meaningful games in the postseason. That's a guy that says he understands that when you drop all the preconceived notion, you drop all the expectations, you drop all the wariness and all the all the ego, and you drop it off at the door and you just say, fuck it, let's just go compete every night. If you go out to compete and you're as talented as this team is, you're going to win a lot of ball games. And it might be something that he noticed that they're just not competing. They're just kind of going through the motions. That kind of stuff, those kind of comments coming from a guy like that, it's comforting in a clubhouse full of young dudes and old dudes, many of which don't have a ton of experience in those types of situations. And for, for, for Cueto, he's been there enough times where he's almost got like, he's got like a rental property in the World Series with the amount of times he's been to the postseason and, and further with, with the Giants. So I love it. Yeah. Go I mean, he was already yeah. no. I was, I was he was already a legend in my book before he came in. If you just look at his ambulance propped up with all the speakers, like that was mm-hmm. badass. He wanted to outdo Robinson Cano, so he had that souped up ambulance. If you haven't seen it, look up his Instagram. The fifty six speakers he packed into this ambulance. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I guess kind of along that same lines, and I know Mitch, you're you're relatively new here, but all of Fids, you both know like. If I have a take and I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. I was wrong. I wanted to DFA Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison played three months of dog piss baseball on the South side. Three months. And it's not like I just watched him for a week, like a lot of these instant reactions on Twitter and was like, oh, he had a bad week. DFA him. No, it was three months, man. It was three brutal months. And it just seemed like it wasn't a fit. It wasn't like anything. I wasn't, it wasn't like a, a Yolbert Sanchez situation where I was like, I'm done with him," or like, you know, mm-hmm. fuck this guy like Dallas Keiko or any of that stuff. It was just, I think Josh Harris is a great dude. I was just like, he's just not a fit. It's not working, but just went to show that you can't defeat the pinwheels and IV bump. Right. We Man. discussed on the show. Well, boom. it's interesting. They asked him, I think it was Jesse Rogers who was talking about this. They asked him like, what was the difference in turning around your season? He said, I started playing every day, like consistently. And That's like, he just couldn't get in rhythm early. And then all of a sudden he started playing more that's that's what he thinks anyway turned turned his season around he just i mean i think i personally think taking walks helped but anyway that's fair too by the way for wednesday night's game the white Sox have the astros right where they want them down two white Sox down three nothing three nothing now three uh but the good news is where they want them the good news is for some reason cleveland just cannot beat detroit no they cannot and they're losing to detroit as we broadcast this, but the bad news is Minnesota already won today. So well, they can actually beat the guys. You guys need to take some notes. I'm beating the Royals. Right. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be that'd be really nice. But hey, I'll take going into this series with Houston. I didn't like say it publicly, but in the back of my head, I was like, if they can split this series, I'm good. I'm very yeah. good with the split with yeah. Houston. They've already won two. They've won the first two games, both in eighth inning comebacks, which was great to see. And one of the best things to see out was eighth inning comebacks. And I've seen it gift and videoed a million times in White Sox Twitter. I don't think I'm alone in this feeling. Was on Tuesday night when Yohan Mankata hit his second game-winning single in a row in consecutive days. But the thing when he got to first base, he did the big clap and the arm pump. That is the most emotion we've seen out of Yohan yeah. Mankata since his music video. Like, that's seriously. <laughs> like it. And I'm definitely not going to be like, whatever, but... I don't care that he has a music video. We're not going down that road. What I'm saying is just he's been – he's had a rough year, man. He's been like 196, like injuries, just – but he's been crazy clutch. He's like a fucking – I think it was 356. Was like yeah, he's like a Latino, year. like Joe Creedy. 
Like he's just hitting clutch situations with running in score his, position. His defense has been stellar this week too. That's why that's where that one Joe, diving stop he yeah, made. That's where the Joe Creedy comp comes yeah. from. Is he's a good defensive third baseman that just hits clutch. Yep. Hit after hit and. You know, you need guys like that. Would I like to see him hit more than a 200 clip? Yes, but I'll take it right now. Yeah, totally. Speaking of clutch, Gavin Sheets, I got glossed over because you all Moncada back-to-back nights, but the fact Mm -hmm. coming in that situation, hard enough to pinch hit against Justin Verlander. It was, that was a huge Who was still pumping 96. It down one, two in the count too. Like that was a massive hit. And I mean, even Justin Verlander in his post game press conference wasn't pe- pressed. It's like, yeah. I, I don't think he wanted to say it, but like basically like off of me, like that's props just, to him. It was a weird pitch sequence too. curveball, slider, slider, slider. And I was just like, uh, you want to throw yeah. the homie a fastball, Justin, you're still hitting top nineties, yeah. but whatever, dude, I'm all, Hey, but interesting oh. tidbit for the current white Sox game. The white Sox have one hit and it's by Romy Gonzalez. A nice play by Moncada Good right there. Rami. Hey, Rami. Really that, that plays right into his defense has been rock solid. Yeah. Which, again, right I'll say this, perfect. And I'll say this just for all the people in the back Jake Berger does not make that play. I still, there's, a, there's still a couple people that love to jump in the mentions. Maybe he can play second base there. Jake Are they still Berger saying did a no. serviceable job for his talent level. But I, like, love I, just, yeah, I love him for it. Yeah, I love him for it. He was a below average defender. He was just making some plays that were like above. He's playing favorite. professional baseball on two bad legs. Yeah, he is. He tore everything in both legs. Like his comeback story again is nothing short of incredible. But White Sox have like eight DHs, dude. Like we don't. Whatever. So I'll give uh, this to Jake Berger. His one month was almost like a diet Yerman Mercedes from last April. He gave sure. him a yeah. bump for like, you know, wasn't sure. the same level, but I think sure. he's still third on uh like the home run leader leaderboard for the White probably would <laughs> not surprise me. Mm-hmm. AJ Pollock though heating up. He had a couple bombs this week. Andrew Vaughn starting to hit the ball in the air too. All yeah. those piss missile line drives he was been spraying all over the place are starting to get some loft underneath him. Yeah, he had two huge hits in that Tiger series as well. You talk about clutch. I mean, we have a bunch of different guys stepping up. Yep. Which is this is so. I guess all this being said, I don't think this season is a success by any means, but it's still salvageable, and. If they were going to get hot or play like this, now is the time with 40-something games left in the season. Like Fitz said in our chat, it's not how you start a season, it's how you finish the season. The fact that they're even in this position after the just dog shit defense, piss-poor base running, no home run hitting we've seen all season is mind-blowing. Every other division in baseball is basically a landslide right now, except for the AL Central, because it's just a mid-off, as your generation likes to say, Mitch. It's a mid-off right now of Cleveland, Minnesota, and the White Sox. And they're in a position now where all three of them are just going to interchange for a while. Uh, White Sox about to have a gigantic series against Cleveland where they can really make some space there. Minnesota just lost one of the arms they traded for at the trade deadline. I still think Minnesota's fucking cheeks, but I mean... It's the White Sox division for the take. And I think we've all been pretty in line with each other saying we all think the White Sox were going to win this division. I think that's been a constant message from all of us this whole year. Yeah. But 
something, I mean, sometimes shit just happens for a reason. And the fact that after all the bullshit this year, they're still in this just fucking dog shit division is just, fuck it, let's go, fuck it, let's compete. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit how we got here? We're here. And as a fan, this is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun getting, like not thinking that your team is out of a game after the second inning. Cause it was, it was like that for a long time in this, this season, man, yeah. where they give up three, four runs in the first couple innings. And you're like, well, fuck it. Let's, I'm going to go cut the grass or some shit. Cause they ain't coming back. You know what I mean? But like, they wouldn't even give you right. I mean, I, the Kansas city series last week there when they were just couldn't get any hits uh, with runners on, but like throughout the year, like th- they wouldn't even give you those signs of hope. It would oh. just be like first pitch swinging. You know, it's like the seventh inning. You guys have two hits, like a walk, just yep. no base runners yeah. getting on. But like, you know, they're finally getting things going and they're finally getting some clutch hitting. Yeah, like we all knew, we we always talking about, uh, you know, when guys are over exceeding their expectations. You know, the White Sox, for the most part, a lot of guys underachieving, you know, they were uh, eventually going to go the other way. They were going to go regression up and they have. You know, Yohan Mankata wasn't going to be hitting 130 the entire year. Nope. Obviously, like you said, Zoe, Yohan hitting higher than he is right now, but he's hitting in big spots. Eloy mm-hmm. Jimenez coming back, looking healthy, producing. Um, Jose Abreu just has been so good ever since, what, like the middle of May. Um, uh, and, yeah, like that, that was the thing. All these guys weren't just going to stay down the entire year. <laughs> Eventually, at least a few guys were going to turn it on. And that's finally happening. Yes. It's and interesting to me how this has all happened while Tim Anderson's been away. And, and Luis Robert. Yeah. So like that that's another thing that's really interesting. Something to keep your eye on eventually as these guys come back is how does it, you know, were they were they possibly just kind of a dark cloud for a second and getting them out and purging and maybe having the guys just kind of figure it out for themselves, allow like everyone have their space. I, don't, I mean, see, I don't want to do that's that. That's coincidence. No, that, I don't want to do that. Fids. I know what you're saying, man, but I don't want to do that. I mean, it's just like I, we've said on the show before, we all know TA has got some shit, whether it be real, whether it be whatever going on outside the field, you know, like with, the I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it in a negative light though, either. I'm just saying they're learning to win without those guys, True. which is okay. extremely important for a team. Yep to be able to do. So it's something to keep an eye on to see when those guys come back. How does that affect the dynamic right. of a bunch of guys rallying together with two of the players that are considered to be their best? Not I'm playing. glad you, I'm glad you clarified because yeah. when you originally said it, I thought you were saying like, maybe they're better without Tim Anderson. And they're better off with good Tim Anderson. Yeah. I, I will you're... add, uh, not again, the, the white Sox aren't better in that. No, that's not what you're saying, Kevin, but, who are the two guys who everyone complains about? Oh, they just keep swinging at the first pitch. They have no plate approach. Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson. Luis Robert. Yeah. So, like, obviously, again, it, it's not like they were doing the entire year. They were still putting up numbers. Tim Anderson yeah. hitting 300. Luis Robert is like, hitting 300. Second best yeah. hitter on the team, probably. Yep. So, but that literally, was they're problem. two best hitters. That was a problem throughout a lot of the year, and why the White Sox have struggled so much on offense is because they just had no approach at the play, and those two guys were the two biggest culprits at times. I just, to me, what I think is happening, especially, I don't know about Luis, I think Luis Robert is just like steady. Like that guy is just like he doesn't get up, he doesn't get low, he's just he's just steady. For a guy like Ta who runs 
really high on emotions. Like we, you know, and if you, I can't find a website where I can pull this stat, but I want to see what Tim Anderson's numbers are on nationally televised games. He always plays better on nationally televised games. Mm-hmm. He loves the spotlight. Loves the spotlight. Hell, his Luis, first couple playoff games, I think he right. set a couple Same of with Luis Robert. Like Remember him. that playoff game in Oakland? He hit the no, ball into the fucking yeah, bay. 5,000 yeah. foot homer. <laughs> but I got to think, and again, this is just me, no rhyme or reason, just, just a guy that watches every game, whatever, but I got to think Tim's sitting there watching this and he's got to be chomping at the bit. Like he's got to be like, I want in on this. And you talk about a guy that might have all this shit going on off the field. What's a better distraction than your team being hot in a pennant chase. Very true. You know, I think too. And with him too, I mean, you've got to look at how he sees his teammates going out there and having success. You know, he's the guy we've talked about how he's the straw that stirs the drink. Mm -hmm. And perhaps he's seeing that he doesn't have to do certain things as part of that straw that okay. stirs the drink. I like that. I like he's that. Seen how the, you know, he's seen how the lineup can coexist without him a little bit. And so he now he can kind of – it's it, look, looking at the game of baseball from the bench is an extremely difficult, but it's also a very enlightening and sometimes productive learning experience for guys. So even with injury, having him maybe just grab a seat and, and watch and see it from that level gives him a little bit better of an understanding. He's kind of like a fly on the wall, and he gets to see that life does go on without you. Everybody's replaceable. So why not go out there and add to the mix and go out there and kick ass with them instead? And so I love that part of it. I just, again, but the thing is with guys that are the straw kind of guys, him, like a Reggie Jackson, the, their, their capacity to carry a team emotionally with Reggie Jackson is it's the same. Well, I mean, it's their, their, their ability to, to influence the locker room positively is only rivaled by their ability to at sometimes, you know, if they're not running hot and they're down and they're having a rough time, mm-hmm. kind of drag everybody yeah. with them too a little bit because of that leadership it's just that yeah. magnetism that guys like him have. It's it's nothing that he's doing personally. He's not like he's intentionally doing stuff, but that shit for some reason, everything that he does has that kind of energy up and down, positive, negative, and you know, inadvertently now him sitting there not having to feel like he has to be the dude while his guys are having success. I think that's going to really benefit him over over the course of his injury and then coming back. It's going to give him the inspiration to bust his ass when he does start his rehab stuff to get back to be a part of something that may be special. I think you made a good point there too, because they were struggling on offense and he feels like he's the leader. I think a lot of times, some of the struggles might've been, he's just pressing like, Oh, I got to get everyone going. And you know, you're yeah, trying like too this hard. Is on me. Yeah. And now he sees the offense is working well without him. I think it takes a lot of pressure off him. Like he can play looser and Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's love everyone. You're a better player usually when you're loose. So yep. I think that'll help. I play my best 16 in softball after like my seventh beer. So yeah, I mean, it's just science. <laughs> I bowl my best games on a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. It's just science. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I like that. I think you guys, I mean, I like to think that's spot on. Oh, yo, I'm on how to get clutch one more time. Um, well, let's go. But I like to think you guys are spot on in the fact that, yeah, maybe he's taking a look back being like, I don't have to do all that. I, I could just focus on being TA, the all-star shortstop. I don't need to, you know what I mean? Like you got Johnny Cueto, you got Josh Harrison, Jose Abreu, all these guys going bananas. And I'm sorry, I'm interrupting this show. Jose Abreu and Moncada both worked like five, six pitch at bats. Abreu mm-hmm. took the walk and then Moncada just hit a double down the line. Like I love this of, too. That base, could have worked out better to what you were just yo talking with about base runners that. on. He's he's, yep. he's great. It's a whole different animal. This, this too, is, is really interesting to me, too. I'm just saying this as an observation. Um, 
this doesn't feel like a team. Like again, even like a week and a half to ten days ago, a three to nothing lead in the fourth felt like. That's 10. what I was saying. And here yeah. we are again, same situation. A guy takes, you know, you get a leadoff guy on, you take a walk, guy hits a double. All of a sudden, now they're a base knock with nobody out away from tying this ball game. And it doesn't feel like all is lost. Like right now, 10 days ago, everyone's going, how are they going to fuck this up? Right. And now, right now, it feels like who's who's next? Because they're like yep. almost fighting to the bat rack right now. And that is a Definitely. positive movement. And these are guys, I'm going to say this. These are things that Tony LaRusa does well. He plays with hot streaks he rides it he knows how to at least foster it or at least get the hell out of the way he's smart enough to know that kind of stuff and this is where that tony la russa stuff that you guys you know that might drive people nuts in some way this is where it may pay off now because i mean he's really these guys seem like they're playing loose they're playing i mean that's a i mean i like the motion too like they're just it, it feels different it looks different yes. by the way speaking of tony la russa this is kind of a side note but that fan that thinks he got him to pinch run he is so and, full yeah. of it Tony yeah. is old. There's no way he heard him from that far away. He fell asleep <laughs> yeah. in the dugout. That's number one. But no, I, I, I honestly like that actually may, pissed me off. It, like, some of these. It was a good clip. Like it was a good. Come on, it, it was fun. I mean, of course, it was of, funny. Did you see that guy's quote when he went on both the Chicago stations? Yeah. He's like, "This isn't a. Uh, this isn't fun for I'm me. I'm not a this fan. A biz- yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan. This is a." Uh, it's this like a all right. Oh, and then he and then he went up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I talked to Yohan Mankata too." It's like Yohan Mankata didn't listen to you. Probably didn't no. even understand you. Yeah, he that pissed me off so much. He also said he could do a better job as manager than Tony Larusa. Which, well, yeah, I mean, he's not a Tony guy. Of I mean, course, he's gonna he, talk shit on him. Really? I'm not a Tony guy either, but Tony's explanation made a lot of sense. You don't know the game's still tied. Do we want Eloy? Like I, that was when I was a Tony. And, and you don't know you don't know what was going on in the dugout. I'm telling you that Adam Angle probably had a helmet in his hands, probably standing at the bottom of the stairs, assuming that that's probably what his role is going to be yeah. because everyone knows what their damn role is. Randall He's takes a hard. walk. Let's go, so, boys. Base is no, loaded, no outs. A base yeah, clogger. Oh no! Ever since you mentioned <laughs> that, Fids, like I can't. Like it's so true. Like the other when he <laughs> ran to that. Oh. It's true. Yes. He's so slow. He's, he's so slow. So, so you need, you, you need for me. I used to love him because he always got on base, and every time now he's on base, I'm like, uh oh, there's Speaking gonna be a of, gaffer that's gonna get one base. On. I up the conversation earlier. Josh Harrison bases loaded, nobody out, three one ball game. Yep. Uh, this is where. But this is hopefully what these guys have been doing. I've bet Grand Slam. Live bet the Grand um, Slams. He's gonna get the motorcycle going. Just, you're running hot. There's a new hero every night. Or he's gonna ground into a double play. Well, that, well that's the other, that's the other thing. The White really? Sox are final. The White Sox finally oh, had like slipped. an extended winning streak here. He hey, you know what? Top. That's an RBI. Gotta so run it. I, it <laughs> but now a two out knock ties the ball game. Boom, go get it. That sucked, but like at least we got the run in. Like the old yeah, White Sox, they're flying out in the infield. The next two guys are striking. Out, no, no, no. old White Sox. Josh Harrison strikes out. Strikes next out, and then the next guy hits Zach Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that is, that's old White Sox. That is Fox immediately. He was toast. A million percent correct. But back to that fan. I absolutely. Tony gave one of the best replies though. He's like, you know what? Tell him I hurt him. Let yeah, him make like, that was yeah. funny too. That was like, funny. That, that was funny. funny dude. Props to Tony. I thought it was that. all fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was all funny games. I mean, I. Some people like I saw that one knob on Barstool. What's his uh, the Mets fan uh, KFC run with it and on his little KFC. It's like okay, guys, like it's content. I get it. You know, as people that make content, like I understand why you're running with it. But as a Sox fan, it was just like, all right, that's that's enough. 
you know, like that's the thing. Dude got his 15 minutes. All right. Yep. It's like, it's all right. It was fine. It was funny until he actually believed it. And that's, yeah. what that, that's like, true. That is that, what the, the ego on that when, man. Oh, when, just, when I saw they the just did it in reverse, him. although they just did double play strikeout. They just <sighs> what did, did I tell you? Yeah, they did. They knew it improved White they Sox, baby. The they got the they run first. Inverse. Inverse. Yeah, but they got the run. Yeah. <laughs> so we're three to two. Put up a pair. That's nice. And you, it's but a lot of game left. That's good. The biggest thing that I take away from that inning, besides them actually getting the runs in, is the pitch count. They the work the count. They're working long at bats. And that's the thing. They're, they're, what have they won now? Four games in a row? Five. They, five. they have some comp or five now? Since Cascade, baby. Yes. The confidence uh, DJ is going. The confidence is going. Like, uh, what have we been saying all along? Like, we just, just got to wait for the White Sox to get on somewhat of a roll. They got their and swagger they back. Do it. And they just <sighs> couldn't do it. Until now. <sighs> Mitch is trying to make me puke. In Johnny Cueto, you swagger too. I'll have you know the day I, after so, that so. you were trashing the word swagger. Johnny Mitch, Cueto. Mitch, I, I was thinking yeah. about I was literally going to title the episode. I'm like, do the White Sox have their swagger back? Or the, the White Sox have their swagger back? Uh, <laughs> if, Tony yeah, LaRusso, if Tony LaRusso says the word swagger, I'm, I'm going to projectile vomit. Come on, Zell. Oh, this, this is a perfect tattoo, bet. If the White Sox win the World Series, you got to get a swagger tattoo. And we'll spell, the, tattoo. We'll, we'll spell the ass with the White Sox logo. It could be yeah. swagger. <laughs> the, the, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on, Zell. Oh, my God. No, I'm not, sure. gonna, I'm not going to tattoo. But Ooh. What about one of those a temporary Print the one. shirt, though. Yeah, the shirt one. Print the shirts though with the White Sox as swagger. Swagger. Pet I no will buy that. That would be yeah. That'd no be. one steal that shit. Mitch, print them <laughs> up, man. Let's do it. We'll yeah, sell yeah, them. Like spell out the swagger, like on how they have like the Southside uh, font. Yeah, um, yeah. The oh Southside, yeah, I like the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. No. Or you could take the socks right because it goes up and down, and then have swagger left to right. You can't put that. You can't put the socks logo because then you you run into the. Yeah, no, you, it just be the socks. Ass. Well, like the ass yeah, you just the, get yeah, the ass the here side, yeah. and swag this way, swagger in that font. This is all patent pending, copyrighted. Yeah, we take this idea. Yep. Thank you. If, if we see that shirt, we are going okay. to you. You want we a Dylan C's Pope shirt? They're available, man. Adidas made those bad bitches. We can't compete with Adidas. But yeah, oh, we can no. <laughs> Adidas print those shirts, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but like... you can have a poem like a nerd, or you can have a swagger right. shirt. So. Yeah, or you just kidding. A... <laughs> I'm all for poetry. All you poets out there, don't be yeah. trash me. I, uh... I support my fellow writers. But oh, Eminem jacket. The uh... shout out all the fellow poets listening. Yeah, yeah. weird dude. <laughs> that was a little bit of a letdown. The Cease Verlander matchup. Like they both pitched well, but like you knew it would be though. Like I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I was gonna. I was very tempted to bet the over. Like all that it was, hype, it never lives up. To it, it was pretty high. What was that over under at six, seven? Was it really? Yeah, I think it had to have been like six and a half because I think the White Sox runs total was at three, and I think the I mean the the Astros were only favored by like one twenty seven. Yeah, so it had to have been really low, like either six or seven. Yep. Yeah, I don't. But I mean, Cease has just been so solid. I mean, there was a little error by Harrison that kind of fucked up his whole under two run thing, but. Andrew Vaughn couldn't catch a ball. I'll take he the win. He kept the White Sox in the game against yeah. a very good team with a lot of pressure on him. So that's all you can I'll take the win. Loving Michael Kopech in the red cleats with the all-black Southside uniform. It's a good look. Now, if he pitched a little better, that'd be good. But <laughs> Hey, he had like a no-hitter his last We just got to get Lance Lynn back into form. And then but all see, the pieces are in place. You need to talk was, to your boys, though. I'm trying, man. He's not returning my calls. 
He's really. I think, really he's, trying to, I think he's trying to figure some shit out right now. His bobblehead just came out. I think if that's that motivation for you, I don't know what is. Actually, he pitched pretty well the next day after. So yeah, Sit I mean, that might be Fucking, oh, I hate El Jose Altuve. Just oh, looked at no. a slider. Oh no, is now third in strikeouts. What the? Fuck? Yeah, we gotta bump those numbers up. I need the White Sox to like clinch the division and like get like a like a garbage game at the end of the season and see. No, 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 no. If they clinch the division, he, they're gonna they're gonna rest him though. We no, don't but you know, do you know what type Vince Velasquez? All right, there. let me rephrase that. I need them to face like just a completely depleted Kansas City team towards the end of the year, where they just have like double A dudes up and. The Sox are like need a game to clinch, and Dylan goes out there and like strikes out like eighteen guys. We need like the like okay. I'm not, I'm not rooting for injuries, but you know if Garrett Cole gets like a sore shoulder and has to sit down for a couple weeks, that'd be the, great. The Yankees team <laughs> is a sore shoulder right now. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a better fan base. Really sad. Uh, I hate seeing it. But you know that's the thing though. They're still ten games up. Right. Well, they had the cushion. They have they, like they built that's like the thing. this. They they came and there's no real right. panic. They're ten games out. There is panic in a media in a, in a market like New York, and their recent playoff history. Yes, there is panic in New York. No, no, no. there's panic from the fan base from, from the team itself. They're oh, making no, they, the play. They it's not like they can give a shit. It's not like oh geez, we're not we're collapsing here. I mean, right. maybe they, maybe they will, but yeah, I mean. Rizzo losing his mind. I've never seen that before. But, uh, I was looking up at Cubs uh, Cubs Reddit the other day, and they were talking about that. And they're like, "Has he ever gone psycho like this?" And like the only example was when he was like ready to fight the Reds dugout. But that's because yeah, like Chapman threw I, at his head. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> that's literally the only other time I've seen him go ape shit in the dugout or Dude. at anything. He was big mad. I think he had a reason to be big mad. Like, no, no, no. no. He leaned into that. Really? You think? So? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know he leaned, but like, right but like, where was he supposed to go to get away from it? I don't know. Apparently, okay, I didn't see the full at bat, but some of the comments I said that apparently he was leaning in on every pitch. Mm. I don't. Know. I didn't see the whole at bat, so who knows? I mean, it looked like the pitcher was kind of soft tossing him, so he was probably just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but but, but the, oh, that I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was a joke, but it was like, yeah, I mean, they're just struggling to get anybody on base, so he probably was probably like, all right. Hit me. Yeah, the the thing that really makes me sad is how much Josh Donaldson is struggling. Oh, that's a shame. It's a big shame. What a shame. Can have to a nice. I mean, I hate to see it. I hate to see the the Yankees like trying to give him like the ability to swing out of it, so they keep batting him for. This is great. Just, I can't. I can't so, wait for Aaron Judge to just get the hell out of there and uh, sign with the Cubs. He's he's leaving, dude. I think Aaron Judge is leaving. I, I'm, oh, he's totally leaving. I'm very no. convinced Aaron Judge is leaving. After that one interview, when he's like, "We got a lot of great players for you to root for, kid. <laughs> Don't be mad." If yeah, I'm little Johnny. All your favorite Yankees are still going to yeah. be here, man. Yeah. Right. I I can't get over these these Joey Gallo interviews with him in L.A. where he's talking about like being able to grow his facial hair out. He's living on the beach now, and he kind of says, "He goes, man, it's like it's so crowded in New York." And he's like, "Now out here, I'm just it's more." I mean, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago that he was going to thrive out in LA, but so it just, does that, does that tell Aaron judge that like the grass is kind of greener and probably more potent on the other side. And he considers, is you Aaron know, judge a West coast guy. I feel like he is for some no reason idea. in my head. I have no idea, but, but that, that would be, I mean, you don't have to be a West coast guy to enjoy it out there. Yeah. I was right. going to say, so are you, are you, uh, do you hate the West? Yeah. He went to Fresno state. 
Yeah, uh, West, Coast, he was a West Coast, Coast guy. Yeah. See? Born, born in Linden, California. So I mean, yeah, maybe he goes with the Giants. Yeah, I was gonna say the Giants. I mean, the Giants are never afraid to spend the big bucks at times. Well, yeah, he basically just did the Magic Johnson, like. I'm not gonna be here. Maybe the Rockies make a run at him and he hits in that ballpark in that high elevation for fun. You just want him to be on a team with KB. I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome too. <laughs> is KB okay? 162. He's got the, it's that that shit hurting him. I can't even say the word. It's what plastular fasciitis, or is that how you say it? Plantar fasciitis. No, I think you nailed it, dude. Plantar fasciitis. That's, that's that. I mean, it's he's it's it hurts. I just call it Bigfoot Owie. And he's frustrated. I mean, he's tired. I'm sure he's tired. He's got new twins. I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> it's, this is called the goodness you're in Colorado. When you and, got KB money, you ain't tired because of kids. You got like four nannies to make sure you're not mm-hmm. tired. Uh, yeah, but that's not that. I don't even think that's their style. I don't think Jess is like they're, they're kind of hands on. But I just, he's just, he's hurting though. He's in pain. It, it you know, if, it, and that sucks. You know, and it sucks it's, he's been good when he's trip to the dispensary can't fix. Right. That's the thing. I'm like, hey, man, stop. You know, get, get a little good. Go get some medals. It's fine. But no, nah, but that's, I mean, for Cub fans, I mean, they're going to use the example of all three of those guys not playing well this year as, you know, justification for the trade stuff. And that's fine. Uh, Cause the Cubs now are, you know, have the farm system that's ranked. Mm-hmm. So Cubs go out and get Correa and judge this offseason. That's gonna be Correa. It's gonna it's be, be Trey Turner or Correa. And then it's gonna be, it's gonna be Trey top Turner. of line. It won't be Bogarts. It won't be Bogarts. It won't be Bogarts. Draft pick. It just will not be Bogarts. It's not Honestly, be I've been looking at some Bogarts numbers. He's pretty good, dude. No, no, he's no. pretty, he's pretty good. No, no, no. Obviously, he's good. That's why he's gonna get paid like two hundred million dollars. But is he really better than Nick Madrigal? I mean, guys, I know I've been <laughs> shitting on Nick Madrigal a lot, but have was... you seen my little boy hit? My little boy. <laughs> I knew he'd come around. Nicky two strikes. It was only a matter of time. I, you know what? I'm I'm on Kata, by the way, just now, so that was awesome. That was really smart. That's a baseball. That just scared the crap out of me, though. How close it is hitting the bag. Yep. If it just taps the bag. Oh, God. Oh, just that skip to the left at the end. I, but, I was about to lose my shit, but yeah, he caught that one bounce. To have so Nick, what is this high IQ baseball? Intentional yeah, box? They're letting balls go through. All of a sudden, they're playing smart. Love the intentional ball. The intentional well, ball. It was, was that hilarious. fan, Mitch. He's yeah. yelling at him. Yeah, yeah, let, let it go foul. Let I love foul. too how like the he umpire didn't even box. notice. He said to tell him like it was a balk. Like I just balked, and then the umpire's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I, I guess you did balk." Yeah, you that dude explained it perfectly today on Twitter. That's exactly what he was doing. I mean, that, yeah. Although you saw this with John Lester, there's a you know John Lester didn't give a shit if a guy was on third with two outs. He'd probably, probably he preferred it almost. He'd let guys take first and second, or you know take second and third. He didn't care. But yeah. that's Pastis, you know, he, he didn't like what he saw. He knows he's going to get the guy in the box. That's his focus. A base that's going to score a guy from second on a contact anyway. So nope. you have to worry about all that stuff. And just, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with the guy but, there, you don't pitch, you don't throw a ball. You just simply just balk it over, move yeah. the fuck over, and let's get back to work. Boom. But like I said, Bregman is just not slick with it because he that literally happened to him two weeks, or like six days ago by another team where he was on second trying to like signal where the catcher was lining up and the pitcher was just like, it's just balk. different. Trash cans. The trash cans yeah. make. Make way to get out of it, Michael. All right, very nice. This is what I'm talking about. Like, it's fun watching Sox games again. Like, you get into it now. Like, it's I missed this shit. I missed it. (laughs) I missed this shit, man. And you got a good little spot in the order coming up now. I got Gonzalez, Pollock, and my boy. If we can get to Houston's 
bullpen, either down one or tied. I'm gonna What's be happy. What's pitching at right now? Where's he sitting? At? I don't know. I'd have to look. Yeah, this bullpen is like really bad. What was that? I don't know what it is, but the White Sox are getting to him. They're hitting so, him well, yeah. Yeah, I'm so I'm not mad the about that. Pitcher has, uh, where is it? It's down at the bottom. Uh, I'm pulling it up. 87, too. 67? 67 pitcher. 67 That's, through five. Kopech's at 85. I mean, he's yeah, getting up. Yeah, probably done. They have Joe. Yeah. Ke- they have Joe Kelly up in the pen. He's which done. is which is always an adventure, but but yeah, very quickly, Nick Magical. So obviously he came back from the leg injury, struggled, went on the IL once, came back, struggled, still struggled, went on the IL again. He's been he like was away for two months. He played like three weeks at AAA Iowa, which I kind of wanted him to do. Just get your conference yep. back. He hit like three forty in like ten games or something. And ever since then, he's hit like three seventy. Uh, Mr. Nikki, two injuries. After two injuries, he's back at it. Oh, Nikki, two man. injuries. That's, coming, that's the nickname. going for the throat. Um, I have a bone to pick with the Cubs. Why? So as a... Stick to White Sox business. As an avid... <laughs> as an avid player... I was, just of, quoting, I was just quoting Kenny Moore. Of MLB The Show. After the... Um, Feel the Dreams game, the the video game MLB The Show does like a, a program for Feel okay. And last year it was awesome because you had to like do all this, like hit a home run, do all this stuff. The moments you had to do for the Feel the Dreams were so fucking boring. It was like hit Walk a base hit, <laughs> hit a base hit, score this runner from second. It was like, oh my God, this is brutal. I'm and sorry, you like, hate fundamentally good baseball. Yeah. Uh, Zoe, just yes, base do. hits. Yes, I yes, we do. do. We're White Sox fans. Yes. We don't like fundamentals because yep. we don't. I mean, this year's current Cubs and current Reds, you're kind of like begging for like. That was hilarious. Where people in the box and get hit by a pitch, earn points. People, yeah, <laughs> people were like, "I can't believe ratings dropped by a half." Well, you had two first place teams last year, and now you have two last place teams this year, and the ratings went down. Now let's think. Mm, it's a mystery. Check this also, out. This also, interesting. I, I had to talk about it with my class because of the ratings last year were the all time high for a regular season game in Major League history. This game, they were able to charge, I think it was $250,000 for a 30 second ad, which is like pretty in, insane. That's and it was the sick. most profitable Major League Baseball game via advertising, a regular season game via advertising in baseball history. Um, and then the Cubs and the, the the ratings for this one would ruin it for next year because now they can't charge that kind of a price because. It and was, I'm not sure if you guys are big on uh, geography, but just in case you're not, let me let me try to educate everybody out there. New York and Chicago is more people than Chicago and Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. Just, Cincinnati, just throwing that out there in case even, people didn't know. Just in case people didn't know. Cincinnati is even the biggest city in their state. Yeah, just just in case I, people didn't know, New York is bigger than Cincinnati. I'd venture to say probably sixty percent of that audience was a Cub fan audience. Without I think a doubt. Cubs probably that being, yeah. that being said, that was low. the highest viewed baseball game of the season. Right. So Still, it is. It is. Yeah. Because I think Cubs, they do it. Cubs fans. Yep. That was, they, I mean. They can keep doing it. I mean, someone said they wanted to see like Dodgers Giants next year or something. That's not a West Coast thing. It's a Midwest thing. Like, you gotta have at least one Midwest team in there. Doesn't have to be a Chicago team, but I feel like you gotta have one Midwest. I feel like I gotta say, I have no interest watching like the Brewers against the Pirates. No, that no. But go for good, like 
the Padres get the Padres Brewers out here twins. when it you should know, be like Cardinals. These, Card- give me like Cardinals twins or something. Cardinals Padres. Yeah, because didn't didn't uh, Moonlight Graham play for the Cardinals? Wasn't that his team? Or that's the right, uniform? Like, does it, does it, like is that yeah. is that the only reason they did the Reds? It's because like the whole Shoeless Joe Jackson thing in the World Series, right? Yeah, Probably. yeah. It's yeah. so, like Probably. what other what other fucking connections are they going to find? Right for whoever's next. They might actually one other a good idea someone brought up is there's one remaining active stadium from the old negro leagues okay they should do a game there and like have cool. people wear those area okay. like it's cool if they go and hit up like these historically awesome stadiums you know like the field of dreams yeah. was a good jump off like everybody knows the movie it was cool but like you said you're, you're running out of storylines there and connections so now go find these other historically yeah. active stadiums and i can't think of the name harold reynolds brought it up on MLB network. Like they should be playing a game here. And I think that'd be great. I think and- that is the best thing Harold Rents has ever said on TV. It possibly. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find too many people that are, by the way, I also think it's, it's, a, so they did the, you know, white Sox, Yankees, Cubs, Reds, two years. And I think they said they're building, because I think they, they want to do like a little league tournament or just whatever for youth baseball. So they're yeah. building like a youth complex there or something. And that's yeah, why Frank they're Thomas not going to have one next year. Is it Frank Thomas involved with that? Uh, he said uh, something about I heard it from Frank Thomas. I think oh, he's the nice. one who first said it. It's on the line. Look at Vaughn. Look at Vaughn go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like you have to like bulldoze the stadium now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, do yeah. a game from Sam Quentin. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But yeah, but that's the thing, yeah. Little League. It's I mean, thing, it, if it's good enough for pro, you could probably play college games there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I like I like that it's kind of going away for now because you don't you we didn't want it to just get it like run through the ground. You don't it's like want, here's the fields game here's the field of dreams game again with two random teams. Right. You no don't want about. what happened to the outdoor game in the NHL. Yes. I was gonna bring to that up. Field of Dream yeah. game. Yeah. Because I could give a flying fuck about the NHL out. It was really really cool the first couple of years. I actually went to the one in Soldier Field. It was awesome. Uh, Blackhawks Red Wings, right? Yeah, it was a snow globe. It, yeah. I've never sat in more snow in my life. Yeah, and the Winter Classic was cool because it was like once a year, every New Year's Eve. Like I could see that right. being a tradition. And then they throw in all these stupid stadium series games. Like as much so, as they can get. But so yeah. let it die, man. Play some cool stadiums. There's, I know there's some cool bar parks on the West. They Coast. do the like, they do the Little League Classic where they play like out in. Uh-huh. Where is it? Will, will you know what they got rid of that I really want to come back? Players Weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, I, that was Chasing's next one. The, do you guys remember the last time they did what Players that, Weekend? Fitz? No, I didn't hear you, Fitz. I wish they would have continued it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I missed. Yeah, what? Friend of the show. Not that friend of the show. Uh, friend of the show that comes on the show. That was I was next. I was like, he was going down the list of, so I would have. Coach Wick got to do the players game with Drew. I have no, guys, what's yeah, happening? I, so I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm talking about chasing. I know, yeah, but no, what but about what, him? What, okay, but what about. When they stopped doing the players weekend, that was potentially, I was going to be going. What did they do? Oh, you were going to get weekend? a ticket to a game? Oh, like no, a Williams the, Park game? No, the, 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 the players weekend thing where they had like, they had someone on their jersey or whatever and they had, yeah. 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 So, what? So it's going to be his nickname? What? He was going to put yeah. kids on the back of his jersey? 
Oh, okay. Oh, so, dude, Kevin, you're like talking. No idea what the fuck you were talking you're, about. Yeah, why did you just No say idea. That? What the fuck? That was a circular way of saying I was just trying to be a little more cryptic about it. but Yeah, I I was so lost there. I, I was like, like, was like, I had no idea. Bad. I was like, <laughs> Players Week, I was just fixated on Players Weekend. That Players Weekend, Coach Witt got to do it with Drew Robinson. And so he was, on, you know, they go on the field. It's just like a cool experience. And yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know they even did that, to be honest. I also I just thought it was the one where they wore the cool uniforms oh, with their no. nicknames on the back. That's all they I went, know about it. Yeah. They didn't wear cool uniforms, though. They wore this the sucks. all black and all white, ugliest fucking right, uniforms ever. Yeah. Oh, those are so ugly. What, what was your favorite Players Weekend nickname? Mine was Huego G. Wait, James um, Shields. That, I love that one I thought was. Forgetting Sarah. I like the uh, the relief pitcher. His name was Boxburger. I think he did the emojis of a box yeah. and a burger. Some people were lazy. Like Moncada was like yo, and T yeah. was T A seven. That was so like, yeah. A brave, a brave never put Pito on there because it doesn't mean like dick. Yep. Sure yeah, is. he definitely needs to just put Pito on there though. Just put a big old <laughs> or an eggplant emoji. <laughs> Be um... fucking gangster, dude. I'm sorry for I was so lost, Fids. I, I can't get over how lost I was. So I was like, you know, we saw it's, it's not the jersey, too. It wasn't like the name of the day. They had a thing where, like, it was like a patch where you put like a name, you put something on. I there. didn't even know that was a thing, though. Yeah, That's yeah, why that's you're so, being cryptic about something I didn't even know yeah. existed. <laughs> Nobody. Like, it was so cryptic because it was so, so no obscure. Apparently. Yeah, I had no idea what the. I, <laughs> all, when I say Players Weekend, all I remember were the ugly ass jerseys with the nicknames on the back. Oh, that's, okay. all, yeah. that's all I could think of when I think of Players Weekend. Yeah, there was other stuff that they did too, like they honored, and it was like, like it was like the one, weekend, one person in their life that helped. It was get the them one weekend they couldn't get uh, fined for like right. for their cleats that that they were. That wearing. was the other big thing. Yes, the cleats were cleats, fun. Yep. And then they would sell them for like cancer like mm -hmm. foundations. And stuff, I think the catchers would have like maybe uh, the storyline here is MLB gear. supports cancer because they don't let them wear the cleats and sell them for cancer awareness anymore. No, no, they interrupt the All Star Game every year to make sure everyone knows. Well, that's cool. Exists. Andrew Vaughn making jumping catches at the wall. cool. He heard but, all that noise. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't exactly a hard catch, but yeah. I think he just reached up. Yeah, I think he just yeah. did like a stationary jump. Yeah, yeah he caught hey, it though. So he made the catch. Improved. All I care about. Oh, I'm speaking of which, Kopik's back out there. Oh, improved. Oh, have there been any stories on like? Uh like innings limit or no haven't heard that in a while no. haven't heard that in a while it was a it was a big topic first half of the season but haven't heard it in a while i think michael's going strong he was having trouble I've definitely seen the, the pitch ball. count go. he was having trouble his thing remember when he was absolute cheeks for like a week or two straight and he just could not he said he couldn't grip the fucking ball it's like well dude sweaty man figure it out man <laughs> like i don't know what to tell you bro that's like your occupation it's like <laughs> True. I sell shit during the day. I can't just be like, hey man, can't talk. Like you gotta fucking is, figure right. this shit can't out, dude. Uh, can't grip the ball. Well, guess I'm kind of fucked. It's like, what, dude? Like, I know you found Jesus. Maybe like holy water. I don't know, man. Come on, dude. Like, figure <laughs> it out, man. But he seems to be going strong. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of the bullpen. A little bit more confidence out of getting Raylo back was huge. Raylo is just a unit for him right now. Graverman, look, Graverman looks like he's figuring his shit out, which is good because he was a little iffy. How about Vinny Velo coming out of the pen? I mean, that, that was the intention when they signed him. I don't think they ever signed Vince Velasquez to be the fifth yeah. starter. Unsung hero besides Ronaldo Lopez, Jimmy Lambert. 
been chucking it pretty well. Let's and in le- high leverage, big, they trust him too. I like Jimmy. Big Jimmy Lambert guy. Big Jimmy Lambert guy. Look at Kopech. One, two, three. Yep. And now you got, the, you got some meat coming up. Keto's coming up. I need a home run, man. I need a home run bad. I bet it, though. I bet it. Put like ten dollars. He's a drug addict. Look at him. I need a home run, man. I need. Yeah, give, if I give you the price, we, well, let's see how how oh, much I can tempt Zoe. I'm doing it. I'm gonna look it, this Aldo. up on. So many. We can fund our t-shirts when he hits the home run. We'll fund no, the swagger t-shirts. Not, it's definitely, winnings. it's definitely not gonna be that much. So many bad decisions come from Aldo. Can you do? You can do live home runs, can't you? Why is this so. not showing up? Let me see. I'm 100% on points, but definitely not on another app. Uh, <laughs> can you? Uh, no. I could no. not find it on my Google. Player home runs. I uh, can live bet a couple people's different home runs. Okay, Some okay. of them are locked. Sub. I can live bet Jose Abreu. Uh, there right you now. go. All right, we'll live bread Jose Abreu. What's yeah? What's the number at? Plus a thousand. Ooh. Oh yeah, that'll buy us a couple of swagger T-shirts. I will put one American dollar on it. Make it two. Little yeah, ten, ten times that. So come on. I know, it's August I, Abreu. I just We're in the heart of account, August. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching from the IRS, yeah, accounts are empty, boy. Get off my ass. <laughs> So I sent it in the DM. I found I found a picture. Oh, okay, yeah, did not know that was a thing, yeah. but I'm so sorry. I oh, no, had no, no. no idea that was a thing. I assume everybody knew. No. All I knew from the players' weekend again: ugly uniforms, nicknames, which are obviously considerably cooler. No. I just wish they actually gave them cool uniforms. I just like the ones. cleats. I like that they can wear whatever cleats they wanted. The cleats were better than the the nicknames. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like when the NFL does it. NFL players have better cleats, so those cleats got wild. Oh, Tyreek Hill's. I don't know. I feel like MLB guys. There's uh, well, there's not as many. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. There's not as many good run. ones. Oh, ninety-three down the middle. <laughs> Tito. He was on that though. That was That's the other thing too. Joe. During this whole everything. There's been one constant, and it's been Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu. And I want everybody to just put this in their, their, their heads right now when he has a slow start to next season because it, it happens every damn year. He has a slow start to the season, and then he's the best player on the team. Speaking of, what do you think his contract is going to look like? I, I got to imagine they do the one year with the second option. Like, so that's how fair. much money? I think that's fair. Uh, I don't know. I needed that ball to go about. Oh, it's a base hit. I'll take it. But it would have been cooler if it went over the wall. Over the wall. True. Lead off base runners are always. Run it out, though. You know, maybe a, a grand slam. Can't or teach speed, Inside kids. the park home run. Um, he's, he's got like a 20-pound weight around his neck. So I don't yeah. know if he can. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someone else will hit, you know, go yard and they can, he can just trot from first. All right, just mm-hmm. keep live betting a home run, sir. <laughs> just keep throwing it. Just, <laughs> just put a dollar on everyone on the White Sox. In three okay. games, one of them will hit. 
Yeah, oh, no, eventually they'll breaking, hit a home run. Breaking at news! Home. Breaking news! Yoan Moncada is batting over 200 now after that Woo. double. Woo. He's batting 202. <laughs> Still taking pitches though. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, work counts, boy. Yeah. It's a layoff too. That's nice. That would have been that would have been a double play ball. Yep. And I two months ago he's swinging at that. Like not a doubt in my mind, he's swinging at that sinker low and in first pitch. He's swinging at that. And he came right back with it, but this a little slower. But I'm glad he took it because that's a double play ball. Yep. He's trying to get one. Unless he got way out in front of that changeup, that's a double play ball. Yep. Kevin, the Cubs have a 49 wins. Do you think they win over under 70 games? Under 70 games, but. Oh, I'm smashing the over. I don't think they're going to hit 100 games now. So. This, I, I mean, this, I mean, it's nice to they play. Just start How many wins are they at? They're at 49. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm taking that under. They got to start firing kids up, though, right? They're just going to start calling kids up for shits and gigs now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a double so. play. Uh, it's oh, open outside pitch. Reverse mm-hmm. pinwheels bump there. Bregman's, That's the thing, though. In September, been on one at third, too. In September, the Cubs play a lot of shitty teams, and the Cubs are shitting themselves, but they beat the shitty teams mm-hmm. but these you, next these i think it's the next with their games, farm though, system as loaded as it is right now with the, all the progression they've made down there you got to think they got to i mean in a lost season why not give a kid a little bit of mlb experience without burning a year well i've been with kevin i want to see mervis up i don't know if he's gonna be any good or not because i've been i think the latest scouting reports on him it's like he could be good but he looks kind of not oh, athletic <laughs> last oh. at the plate but uh, if he's if they believe he's a guy, I want to see him. Uh, Rafael Ortega, I need that dude off the team. I'm sorry yeah, for ever yeah. suggesting I saw your that tweet. he I, should that, trade. Your, your tweet was so blunt. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like the mood I was in, but I just saw you tweet, get Rafael Ortega <laughs> off this team. I just started laughing my ass off. I was like, holy shit. Dude, okay. We've been doing this for so long, though, that like, I read your tweets in your voice. So like that was like I was laughing my ass off. So it was extra innings. It's the 11th inning. It, the bases are loaded. There's one out. Wilson Contreras has, hits a sack fly at a straightaway left field. It's not really deep, but it's deep enough that scores the run from third. Ian Happ comes in. So there's two outs. For some reason, Rafael Ortega, who is not fast, decides that he's going to tag up from second base to third base. But he stops like halfway. The ball is at the cutoff, man. The cutoff man's like, oh, you're right in front of me. Let me tag you out. Inning over. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Rafael Ortega, for ruining any other chance of the Cubs scoring a run. Yeah. I I didn't even know what happened. I just figured it was something. Rafael Ortega, that was the 15th time this season that he has made an out on the bases. 15th time. That's Yeah, that's not ideal. Hey, what are you thinking about uh, um, uh, Reyes, though? So. Oh, friend, uh, there was like a mi- there was like a minor group of Cub fans when they signed him. They're like, "Oh, why are we getting this fucking bum? He's not good." This like whatever, and then because the vast majority of it was like, "All right, cool, the Cubs got a guy who's 27. He fucking smashes the ball. Yep. Let's see if he can get I can't back." On he's track. only 27. He's one of those guys that I feel like is 40. You know, that's the thing. He's been playing forever. I think he, he got called up when he was like 21 with the Padres. Yeah. But that dude can just smash the ball. I, he's the, like you said, Kevin, he is the perfect DH guy. Yep. He that's kills it. lefties. He hits enough righties. 
Get him in the lineup. He's played you know, what, six games. He's got a like a, a almost a one point one OPS. He's hitting three forty six. He's got a his OPS plus is one eighty one. He's got eighteen total bases. I mean, he's hit two jacks. Has a triple and a double. A couple doubles. I'm just glad he's not in Cleveland anymore. That's it's it's funny. Last year there's a real sports with Brian Gumble, and they were interviewing this guy. And what his business was, he would like sign all these minor league guys and like pay for like nice ass apartments and stuff for them. But then they had to give him like 10% of their major league salary. And like he had like this algorithm and he said he's all smart. So like two of his guys, like your mean Mercedes, and this is at the time when it aired, he was like going off, and then Fremio Reyes, and like the guy looked like a genius, and then now like both of them just got released. So oh Fernando <laughs> Tatis Jr. is another one of his guys. So yeah. he made out pretty well on that one. But yeah. I, I just thought that was kind of funny. But was it, like Reyes too. He's uh oh fuck, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, Another minor league name, though, Oscar Cole is, is just, just launching piss missiles all over the state of Alabama. He plays right field, right? Or center? He, he's, he's projected to be a corner outfielder. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be a right fielder. Especially oh, with his arm. The man's got a rocket. Opening day guess? right field. Although, did you see this by Huss tonight, too? Because uh, the Smokies are playing the Barons. So, Cole yeah. is playing against the Cubs farm system team as well and it's a tweet just says 46 seconds is all the time dj hers needed to strike out oscar colas the white Sox second rate prospect some shade on that one but that's oh yes that's great i, I remember what i was gonna say about Fremio reyes <laughs> Fremio reyes so again only 27 has been like in the league for like eight years now mm-hmm. um entering this year before he just had his horrible you know like five months with cleveland this year he basically had similar number numbers across the board as kyle schwarber as a guy who's always loved Kyle Schwarber just because he fucking hits, like, has the capacity to hit 40-plus home runs a year, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a cheap it's a cheap option that you can have at DH. You don't have to play him in the field. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Colas is putting up better numbers in Alabama than Aloy or Robert did. You know, I saw. I think I saw Herb Lawrence tweeted out when he hit his last home run. I think it was number 12 or 13. He has... That many in 23 games? Yep. <laughs> Stupid. It's like, what? That's a hard park to hit in, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you go. Raise the awesome Austin yeah. And again, oh, only 20. Sorry. He's going to be cheap, too. Mm-hmm. Cubs um, are cheap, guys. So, just wanted to let you know, too, we, we were talking about it before. Frank Thomas is actually the um, president of the Field of Dreams development thing. Wonder if he'll use union labor. That's a very Chicago joke. <laughs> he built uh, two big hurt restaurants, and he had a big inflatable rat in front of both of them because wow. he, he, he Well, he wanted to work. Guys. That, he wanted to work. Uh, he wanted the job done in time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the union guys know. Uh-huh. The have you ever had that big? Have you, have you ever had big hurt brew? That malt liquor he was peddling for no. a while. It was so bad. No. It was, I wanted it to be good so badly, but it was so bad. I can honestly say I don't think I've. I'm trying to think of a product that like a you know like a a, a sports figure endorsed product. I don't think I've ever gone down that road. Big hurt brew, man. Came in the rowdy brew. energy. Kyle Bush. 
That's okay. energy drink on the market. Hey, hey, hey. Not yet. Not it. yet. Save not that. yet. Save it. Save it. I'm just saying, an athlete in that's, that's, that's a good one. I don't even like Cowboys, but Rowdy's delicious. Maybe I'll try uh, Big Hurt's uh, his boner pills or whatever. Yeah, he's pushing boner pills these days. What, what, is, it, what is it called? Uh, Doug Flutie's endorsing him. They can't be that good. <laughs> Flutie's still throwing Hail Marys, man. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You had to get it up. Like having having trouble hitting it hard in the hole. Or right. Does she not call you Big Hurt? Do you want her to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's on boner pills now. He's made that natural. Damn, Joe Kelly hitting 100 miles an hour. Uh, he's making that natural progression from malt liquor to boner pills. So what's next for him? Well, he, you said he had the restaurant, right? He's the president of Field of Dreams, the Field of Dreams thing. I don't like, know yeah. if those restaurants are still open, to be honest with you, because it no. took a pretty big hit. You can't do non-union stuff in the city of Chicago. It got a reputation, and people just didn't go it. You can't do that. That's a bad look for a city that's pretty much all union. So You should have gone up to, like, Rosemont or something. Yep, like Bill Murray's Caddyshack overpriced oh. restaurant in Rosemont. Oh. Did you guys ever go? I mean, Mitch, I think you're a little too young for this. Did you guys ever go to the MJ's restaurant? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good burger. How was that? I never. Good steak, never, dude. They had a good steak there. Was it? Did, it, good. did it eventually become like Sammy Sosa's restaurant or something? After? I think for like a week. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like the Bob's Burgers where they just like put the, they hang the sign over the, the sign. actual sign. It was never, yeah. it was never a Dicka's, was it? It was never no. a Dicka's. That was never separate. He had his own. Yeah. Dick is still up, man. There's a Dick as an Oak yeah. Brook. Was, they just yeah. opened one to Wheaton. Yeah, Dick is Ooh. Dick will do an endorsement for whoever makes this casket right before he dies. That yeah, man has true. no shame with I remember working shit. with the Chicago dogs, and all of a sudden Mike Dick is doing one of their athletes on the Dick, show. If someone will give Mike you can give Mike we can send Vemo Mike Dick a five dollars right now and do a commercial for Pinwheels. I mean, Ditka might like live stream his funeral just for the he ad. might. <laughs> Actually, he'll do it live on TikTok. Send me gifts. Send me gifts. Come on, chat. W's in the chat. I'm about to kick it. <laughs> like he's just gonna. <laughs> if you I guys want to see me just die, yeah, send yeah. in another five dollars. Yeah, let me get hit those gifts. Yeah, I can't believe he's still kicking. To be honest with you, good for him. I guess. How old is he? How old is this guy? Like, is he? Be he look. Season? He looks like he's 250 years old. Like, let's see. Yeah, we'll years yeah the end of his 82? Monday night football days were getting a little rough. Yeah, like, I mean, I, there was Dick of barbecue sauce. There was Dick of whiskey. There was Dick of, I mean, that guy just threw his name on everything. <laughs> and But as much as he's like an asshole, if I was recruiting players to like come play for any Chicago team, I'm like, come here and win a championship. And you can endorse shit for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're sure and Dicka, people will yeah. buy this shit. Like, Mike Dicka wasn't even a good coach. No. No. And look at what it, it's like. Holy shit, man. Well, yeah, it has to be specifically Bears. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, I mean, I'm guaranteeing you Chris Bryant can come back and have, like, Chris Bryant. I think Joe Madden's restaurant kind of flopped. That shit. Was it weird? I feel like it was weird. I don't, I don't even, even know anything weird. about it. I mean, it, it was literally just right like next to fucking Wrigley. The menu is changing every day. Like you got <laughs> shots of wheatgrass and like a mine came out of a Volkswagen. No, I think it's just like over. Food. I think it's just like over, like <laughs> modern, like new, yeah. overpriced burgers, and people were like, nah. And there was probably it was like 
200 bucks for a glass of wine that Joe like <laughs> fermented in his basement or some shit. Like, yeah. But like, think about it. It's like Joe Madden, manager of the Cub, like the first World Series team to win for the Cubs in more than 100 years. And like, as long as it's that not weird. Last. But I mean, look at Ozzy though. Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy gets a true. ticket here in Chicago. That's true. Ozzy's kids are riding that shit. Like, I mean, that's, that's that that's the that's the that's the runoff. But I'm just though. saying, like, you could, you could just say, like, yo, like, the city loves champions, like every major city. But like, you can ride that shit for a very long time. So, speaking of older managers and the Cubs, Joe Girardi, new uh, analyst for Marquee. Yeah. Is that what he's doing there? Is he slowly like, inching his way over? Oh, is Kevin, it like Kevin, game? My friend, oh. Kevin, diehard Cubs fan, because I saw oh. the news and then he like messaged me after. He's like, "Is he Girardi with the with the marquee now, trying to trying to buy his way into the manager's job?" I'm like, oh, "I fucking hope not." Uh, hey, no, thank you. I'd rather bring Ryan Sandberg to manage than Joe Girardi. Yes, Ryan Sandberg not that good. He basically quit on the Phillies. Yep. <laughs> He he actually found uh what's his name from Field of Dreams during the game. Uh during like the broadcast, he was live tweeting or live on Instagram a bunch. And he ran into the, the Timothy guy with Timothy, um the guy that plays the brother in law. And he found him in the bleach in, in the stands and like was like filming with him. It was pretty funny. But his Instagram's actually kind of interesting. He Ooh, for Ryan a guy that was, yeah, for a guy that was kind of like speaks off to carry a big stick, but he does some he has some pretty uh interesting posts. Like it's I mean, I know he can be a dick too. I know that that's kind of his 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 thing. Well, like he was always like the quiet guy, right? Just never said anything. So, what you think, Girardi's just gonna be like? Well, I'm here. Well, well I mean, I, they already I, have I, a couple I, managers on staff. Well. Lou Pinella is like an analyst too. How old is Lou Pinella? I like in his seventies, probably. Good lord, how are all these guys still alive? Lou, Lou Pinella was great because he sounded like an old like 1930s like. Yeah, black white film villain. He's got these guys throwing forty foot curveball. Maybe Mitchell realized he's on mute again. See, yeah, game. Am I hungover or am I not? It was funny listening to him do because he did the broadcast during the White Sox playoff run, and he was not a very good analyst. And I always found that funny. Like listening to his like incoherent nonsense that would come up. He was too busy worrying about how is he going to um, tie a, a a damsel in distress to the train tracks yep. for the hero to come save. Like I mean, he was busy. I'm gonna <laughs> foil my plan, coppers. Uh, <laughs> nothing will top AJ Przinsky doing a horrible job and then trying to go to a bar by 35th and Shields and just being booed out of the bar right away. <laughs> it was amazing. How do you guys feel about Sutcliffe on Marquee? I don't watch Marquis, so I don't. Uh, I think he's fine. He's a homer. He's, he's a, fine. At first, I, I I do have to say, at first, it it would I would be I I would admit it. I'd be I'd be like too fucking soft. I'd be like, dude, stop talking about when you play. Like things are different now. But I get it. Guys are gonna do that. I just there's nothing you can do. That's what they know. That's the game that they played. Yep. I can't do anything about it. But I like, don't know why I just thought of this. Is so, I love his little his little like chuckle like. <laughs> <laughs> that gets me all the time. I'm sitting here watching Joe Kelly just yeah, throw like. the best yeah. inning he's thrown all season, and I'm like, why is he up? Like, this Astros, man is on a mission. Baby. I didn't even click in my head how much he hates the Astros. He's hitting a he's throwing 100 mile an hour BBs right now. Oh, I mean, he usually throws around that hard anyway. I mean, Joe it's, Kelly's been really good, so what are you talking about? Lately, 
Yeah, lately. I think before his, I think there was a recent outing where he gave up a run. But before that, I think it was like ten then, in a row. But there was like, what was that? A couple of days ago, he came out with arm fatigue. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got so fatigued right now. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was saving it up for the Astros. He's like, guys, yeah, wait, I just saw the schedule. schedule. I just well, saw the schedule. I now I want to see. Let's, let's see what he does here. Hold on. He's got a one-two count to Altuve. Ooh, a long stare down between the two. And then they just called time. That was – I felt awkward. That was weird, dude. That, awesome. I think I think we're like you know, a pitch away from a fight. Yep. That's, that's Joe Kelly because Altuve's in there. He's got a one-two count. He's squeezing the barrel t- – you know, he's squeezing the handle tight. He's, he's, he's amped up, amped up, and he just – Joe Kelly just sucked the life right out of him. Just, just freezes him. I, like Joe Kelly, that is a sav move right I there. I want him to do the DX suck it if he strikes him out. I will buy a Joe. I there no tattoo that, but I will buy a Joe Kelly jersey immediately after this game if I he strikes that. out a Tuve right now and does a DX suck it. A ninety-one mile an hour knuckle curveball in a different time zone is not going to do it though. You got to get Zoe to eventually oh, agree to big. a tattoo bit. Oh yeah, miss big there. Where do you go here to Altuve? I mean, do you go up? Give him the heater. You, you, know, you have to get the hard. high fastball out of the zone. His last at bat, his last at bat, he struck out looking at an eighty-one mile an hour slider at the letters. Sometimes what? Altuve does look like an Ewok, though. Like I'm waiting for him to be like, "Yep, yep." Fuck Altuve. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy. See you go. Smoke ring. Do the DX suck it. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was it. He just caught a piece of it. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I like the little stutter, too. Yeah, you saw that? I was just going to say yeah, that. Yeah. Clever. So, yeah. That was, yeah. That was a nice pitch, though. Watching the game, he, he came to a set, and he kind of, as he was breaking his hands, he kind of, kind of, well, what do you want to call it? Like a, look, not a flinch, but like a, just like a quick, like, a robotic. Hesitation. Little hesitation. That's a little Johnny Cueto move. He's probably been throwing both hands because Quato loves to do that. Quato has like 85 different deliveries, depending on Joe the situation. Joe Kelly's mustache is looking strong, too. He does. That he looks strong... He looks like he should be in uh, Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by was, Honor. Right. I was going to say, quick pitch his ass. Or he looks like he could be a musketeer. Ooh. He could join 100 miles, 100 miles an hour at your nose might uh, rattle a cage. <laughs> That'll make him a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, See, count. now I think he'd go with the slider outside. Yeah, so he went high up and under. Yep. That's a secret. They just that thing is 99 mile an hour sinker. I don't know. That might have been a mistake. He is just throwing the ball. No, Kevin, guys, do that now. These guys are insane right now. It's not fair. Guys are insane right now. Well, Mitch, start uh, start warming up the pipes, bud, because after this AB, you gotta get that nasty NASCAR minute uh, loaded up. Bring him up. Yeah, there you go. Come on, do something. DX, fight him, (laughs) punch him. Oh, god damn it. He's not even looking at him. Oh, that, he got bailed out on that too. That wasn't a Big strike. Time. No, it was not a strike. I but when actually... you're four feet tall, everything is tall. So. Yep. All right. We know why you're all still here, all six of you still watching. Oh. It is time for the. Where is it? There it is. All right. This weekend, we were in Richmond, Virginia, short track racing, a lot of bumping, uh, banging. Bumping. Oh, this weekend was all about pitch that was track. A nice Saturday night. 
Yeah. There you, <laughs> <go>. <laughs> uh, you know, usually short track racing is exciting. This one, a little bit more about pit strategy. Ross Chastain, he took the lead on lap one, didn't relinquish it. All stage one, he's your stage one winner. Stage Upper. two, things started to pick up a little bit. Different story. Team Penske. They always come to Richmond with short track speed. Today was no different. Joey Logano gets the fresh tires after stage one. He gets a good restart, fires off, grabs a lead, and now he's off to the races. Now, this is where things get interesting. Lap 96, our guy, Kyle Busch. Now, Kyle Busch, two-time champion, going to be a future Hall of Famer. Top nine in wins in NASCAR history. He's looking for a new contract. He wants a huge number. Joe Gibbs is like, hey, we don't even have any sponsors for you. You're come kind on, of a Joe. douche. It's hard to get sponsors for you. So he's he wants a sponsorship. Now, his nephew, or not nephew, grandson, Ty Gibbs, he's racing for 2311 right Ty now. Ty Gibbs, that kid just sucks. I already know that kid he, sucks. He's 19 years old. So I know that kid sucks. Kyle Bush sees Ty Gibbs, and he sees his replacement lined up because, you know, Grandpa Gibbs is going to be like, hey, I got this cheap Ty here. My grandson, he'll take a pay cut. Don't have to pay him millions of dollars. So Bush sees the writing on the wall. He bumps Ty out of the way. Ty, Mr. Jesus is my best friend, Gibbs. He's like, hey, I ain't taking that crap from you. I got Jesus on my side. He bumps him back, gives him a shot in the corner. So that was kind of interesting to see. Gets Do the pass. Others. Do yep. others. Yeah, yes. yeah. 19 years old. He ain't taking no shit, though. So you got to respect that. All right, later in the race, now this is where the pit stops thing come in. Pit stops were a shit show all day. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. coming into pit. Came in a little bit too hot, so he tried to swerve and autocorrect because he realized he was going to be going too fast down pit road. Tried to swerve back on the track, and he hit Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. popped the tire. His day was ruined. Truex needs a win, too, to get in the playoffs. So that was no good. That was not the only pit road woe, though. Daniel Suarez almost killed three of his crew members, which was a shame because I love Daniel Suarez. killed a guy. Daniel Suarez is my favorite driver, but he came really hot into the pit stall, and like the two guys with the tires had to jump out of the way. And as they jumped out of the way, there was another car coming in, and they had the one guy's holding 200-pound tires, and then he had to like swerve back, and it was a shit show, but luckily no one died. They could have been guests at Julia's wedding. Who knows? Final stage we go. Joey Logano. (laughs) Joey Logano, the psycho nerd we talked about last week with the glasses. He's still in the lead. Uh, uh, right after the first restart, Ross Chastain. There oh, you go. There's our friend Joey. Ross Chastain. Uh, he takes it three wide. And now, you know, Wreck It Ross, he has an incident just about every week. This week, no Ross different. Smash. So he goes three wide. Ty Dillon's at the bottom of the track. He's in the middle. He's trying to leave space for Ty. Kyle Bush comes at the top of the track. Kyle Bush is coming down the corner, right? He's expecting Chastain to lift. Ross Chastain's like, I'm Ross Chastain. I don't lift for anyone. He keeps his foot on the gas. Next thing you know, contact. Bush spins. Chastain spins. Eric Jones gets caught up in the wreck. And so now we got the yellow. The rag is full. The yellow rag's flying. But this is big for this reason. Christopher Bell. He gambled. He's off the lead lap. So he got lapped at this point. The only way to get back on the lead lap is if there's a caution and you're the first one off the lead lap, you're considered the lucky dog. You get back on the lead lap. Now, he was working with old tires. He should have pitted, but he had really old tires. His crew chief's like, I think there's going to be a caution this third stage. Lightning McQueen taught you that. Lightning McQueen taught us all that. You can't do that. So crew chief's gambling. He's like, look, I know we got the old tires. I think a caution's going to come out. That allows us to get back on the lead lap, and then we can switch your tires. Gamble paid off literally like 30 seconds after the restart came out. So he gets back on the lead lap. He's a lucky dog. It's at the expense of his teammate. Christopher Bell doesn't care. He gets the fresh tires. So later in the race, Kevin Harvick, last week's winner, the Bushman. This week he had the mobile paint scheme. Didn't like it. You know, the Bush yeah, beer can paint scheme is a little better. So, yeah, not as good. But uh, 
He comes barreling down on Joey Logano, tries to take the lead from him. He starts working the inside a bit. Joey Logano, outside of the track, has been running better all day. He's holding, holding. Finally, Logano makes a mistake. He goes a bit too low. Harvick sees the hole. He gets to the upside of the track. Kevin Harvick uh, makes the pass. Geek. So, Kevin Harvick trying to hold on for a second straight victory. 48 laps to go now. Denny Hamlin, he's in striking distance. Wants to get some fresh tires. Goes in for the pit stop. You get a good pit stop here. He's in good shape. Got the fresh tires and probably a faster car. For being honest, his pit crew fucked up. They went about four seconds too long on the pit stop. It was a 14-second pit stop. They needed a 10-second pit stop. Problem was, he ended up losing the race by 3.98 seconds. If that pit stop was the right time, he probably wins that race. So, last wrap. Harvick in the lead. But here comes Chris Bell, who had the gamble from earlier. He's rubbing like he's got a rocket up his ass. But Harvick, he's been managing his tires all day. He's like, I got this. I'm the closer for a reason. That's two straight victories for Kevin Harvick. After a over 60 race losing streak, he's now won two in a row. Kevin Harvick, the Bushman, gets his second win in a row. Might be a championship favorite now. Uh Putting a little heat on Chase Elliott. So things are going to get interesting. Next week, you've got a road course and then Daytona. And then Drink the playoffs bush, start. So get there dogs. you go. There's Drink your NASCAR bush, minute. Get it's- Bud, you need to like breathe, bro. Like I was trying to break it up so you can like catch your breath, man. Holy shit. All gas, that. no brakes, baby. We're like Ross Chastain. We don't lift. It's yeah, just the old throttle all the time. Sweet. Hammer down, baby. Pops out of your eye. Yeah, you dude. Like, like, do you like stay up for like four hours after this? Because like you're just like on the Tatis juice or something. Like, yeah, how much monster did you drink before this, man? Holy shit, man! How much well, Mountain Dew were you uh, checking in? I don't drink Mountain Dew. Rowdy Energy, baby. Kyle no, right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if on. I'm being honest, actual cocaine. All NASCAR fans drink Mountain Dew. It's like mandatory. You can't watch NASCAR unless you drink I'm all Mountain hopped Dew. up on Mountain Dew. I'm yeah. all hopped up on the Dew. Adam Ingles is... Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> what a slide by... Adam Ingle just broke up a double play by taking that little fucking minute man out. By the and way, he looking at he stays in the bag. That's a good heart. That's clean. Oh, it was a clean side. Looking yep. looking at the scoreboard. Uh the Detroit Tigers are the Detroit Tigers. They were winning four to two. They lost eight to four. Cleveland. God. Cleveland came back to win that one. So Minnesota and Cleveland both won tonight. A little extra pressure on and, the And uh everyone's favorite Cleveland Guardian, Josh Naylor, went crazy after a slide at third base. So. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> That guy is totally in fuck that guy territory. <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, He's like just exhausting. It's just like fuck that guy. No, no, he he is the tip. He is the stereotypical. You hate it yeah. when he's on another team. You'd love it if he was on your team. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. But all right, we're gonna wrap this up because the White Sox are about to do something. It's it's that time. Yes, sir. It's that time. So for NASCAR, Mitch. The good Reverend Fids, who apparently almost got his name on a patch of someone's baseball jersey once. Uh, oh, I'm so. Sounds like uh, a new username. Yep. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. 
It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change.